Hey, everybody, this is Josiah from the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. I just want to let you know I have an extra little bonus episode coming to you right now. I got to be featured on my friend, the Star Wars Skinny uh, Podcast, and we talked all about everyone's favorite and least favorite Bothan, Borskphalia. I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Howdy. You're, you're about to listen to the first Rebel Roundup episode of the Star Wars Skinny. Uh, this is a, a new thing that I'm trying out, kind of talking about some of the heroes of the Rebel Alliance and the New Republic in the lead up to the uh, Andor Disney Plus show about casting Andor, a, a rebel. Um, so you're, you're going to hear a new theme song, like you heard the Obi-Wan Kenobi Spongebob theme. Um Try to guess what movie this one's from. I, I, I ripped off Spongebob before. I'm ripping off something again. I'll put credits in the the, the podcast uh, uh, description. But, of course, that, that probably doesn't protect me. But uh, don't turn me in because it is another certified banger. Um, so, yeah, please enjoy the, the song I'm about to sing. And I also recorded with a guest for this episode. So I'm very excited for you to meet him. Uh, the audio quality is not super great. Um, I, there are some, some moments where we're recording on Anchor and had some times, uh, the mic cut out. So I edited, edited it the best I could, but I really want to, you know, get this out to the world so you can all meet this, this great character, uh, the very first in our Rebel Roundup series. Um, without further ado, let me play that new theme song. Rebel Roundup. Right here in your feed. Rebel Roundup. Come on and get that skinny. There's Cassian, the star of Andor. Bale, he's Leia's dad. Mon's the future chancellor. And Borsk only cares about himself. Of course, it's time for Rebel Roundup. Saw's the very best. He's the rootinest, tootinest terrorist in the wild, wild space. Rebel Roundup. Come on and gather round, Rebel Roundup, where Leo wears the crown. Oh, stormtroopers go running. Whenever Jedi are around, they're the rootinest, tootinest, shootinest, hootinest rebels around. Rebel Roundup. All right, welcome to the Star Wars Skinny, where we give you the skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. Uh, so welcome listeners and guests. Uh, to this to this special episode, um, I have uh, Josiah from the Chiss Ascendancy podcast. And uh, Josiah, tell us uh, about your podcast and, and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. Um, I am a huge fan of 
the type of podcast uh, that you're doing, where you're just giving us uh, the nitty gritty just right off the cuff. So that's really cool. So thank you for having me on. And uh, so the Chiss Ascendancy uh, is a Star Wars podcast that my brother and myself and a buddy of ours named Adam uh, started, I guess, about two years ago or so, two and a half years, something like that. Um, and my brother moved and life gets busy and things. So here le- uh, lately, our niche has been uh, Star Wars shorts. And that's where we've seen a lot of growth and progress um, on YouTube, especially. And so I'm excited to be uh, be on the show today. Interesting. Yeah, I have not I have not come across your shorts. I, I mean, I, I'm a fan of your podcast. I think you got like 90 episodes. Don't think I've listened to all 90 kind of just picked it up as I as I started my podcast and started to to get to know uh, all of the all of the the other people in the space. It's been really fun. But yeah, I'll have to check out the shorts. I, I'm big on TikTok too. And that's that's extra short, but thinking like what, what are the YouTube videos like five, 10 minute kind of things. Uh, so to qualify for an actual short, uh, you have to you have to post the video in a vertical format, I guess, which is more phone friendly. Um, but they're 60 seconds or less. So every short that I create is a minute or less. So it's basically a TikTok. I I should get on those shorts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you check us, if you check our channel out on YouTube, we've been doing Kenobi reviews and things like that, which are longer. Um, but then we've been just pumping out shorts on just random things that stood out from Kenobi. Uh, you know, one of the, one of my favorite ones personally was, uh, the time I just do a real quick short explanation of the time that Darth Maul fought a Wampa in the book, uh, Darth Maul, uh, lockdown lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just taught it's, it's kind of tough cause I'm kind of a long winded guy on the podcast. It's a tedious process, but, um, we've seen a lot of growth from it. So, um, it's something that we're trying to do a mix of the long hand, uh, style, which is what you're more used to. And then the shorthand of the, uh, the, the short, that's like truly a skinny, just giving people the skinny six exactly. seconds or less. Exactly. Just cut out all the cut out all the fluff. Just get right to the point. Cool. Well, well what are we talking about? Because I, I said, hey, like you want to come on the podcast? Here are some idea. Like I'm thinking, like leading the lead up to Andor, get some like heroes of the rebellion, and you hit me with just like. I knew the name, but I was I, I laughed a little bit when, when you said it. Who are we talking about? <laughs> okay, so today we're going to give you the skinny on a Bothan named Borsk Falia. And he's probably uh, the most notorious uh, from the expanded universe. The Bothans. Many Bothans died to bring us the Death Star plane. So that, I guess that is the extent of my, my Bothan knowledge. I, I did, as I, as, I, as I text you, a quick look look. And uh, checked out the Wikipedia page, and it is deep. This guy's been tons of books, so I'm hoping yeah. you can give me that skinny. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, here we go. So, Borskphalia is a guy that is a – he's a politician's politician. And so what is actually a common misconception is that many Bothans did not die to bring us the Death Star plans that we covered in Rogue One, but many Bothans did die to bring us the second set of Death Star plans – which is what Mon Mothma and the others talk about in Return of the Jedi. So mm-hmm. Borskphalia is a politician through and through. Uh, there's actually a quote on Wikipedia that's from Luke Skywalker. So if Luke says it, you can trust it. And it says he lives in a world of shifting alliances. Borsk 
does what Borsk needs to do at any given moment to benefit Borsk. And so basically, most one of the most interesting facts about Borsk is that he was born on the world of Kothlitz, not on the world of Bothui, which is the home world of the Bothans. Um, but he was born, uh, they, they, it says on Wikipedia, thir- 31 BBY or earlier. And so he was, you know, he was a young man during the Clone Wars. And so he lived throughout that. And the Bothans, especially Borsk, uh, just kind of played both sides. It's kind of similar to you would hear stories about during old wars, people would make, you know, a new bullet or a new sword and then armor to combat those things. The Bothans kind of play both sides of of uh, things as well. And then after the Battle of Yavin, when the tide of the war begins to turn towards the Rebel Alliance, Borsk and the other Bothans decide to side with the Rebel Alliance. And the greatest contribution would be to lay down countless lives to acquire the Death Star plans, the second Death Star plans, to try to finally end the the civil war between the Galactic Empire and the Republic. And so uh, he jumps on that, and in kind of a snaky kind of way, he uses the death of his fellow Bothans as a pedestal to up his worth within the alliance itself and after the alliance is victorious over the empire he shoehorns himself into the upper echelons of politics within the new republic almost immediately interesting and and so he's uh he's kind of a shifty guy he's he's one of those guys that he is on the right side of history so to speak but it's not that he did it out of the goodness of his heart per se i think he saw he took a calculated risk um, and went with it. And one of the reasons I say that is because he had a pretty strong rivalry with none other than Admiral Akbar. And yeah, so I, I want to get into that, but I guess I want to jump in like the, the whole like backstory. This is kind of just coming to me now as, as, as the host of the Chiss Ascendancy podcast, please tell me if I'm right or not, but his, his origin story, feels a little bit Thrawn like, or at least maybe the Bothan species, like the whole, the whole Chiss thing where it, Thrawn's coming over and he knows that there's like this big threat coming but he doesn't really know what it is so he's like siding with the side that he thinks is going to win doesn't necessarily like fully agree with the empire right away but he's like this is the dominant force right stronger but I mean obviously a little bit different in why why he chose what he chose but it's exactly a similar similar story yeah it's it's uh it's kind of like the same path but different intentions and their personalities it's weird because, like you said, the path is similar, but their personalities couldn't be more different. If you think about it, completely blind when he's in a political arena, oh, but he's sure. a he's a brilliant tactician, knows how to study art, all of those. Like he's such a unique character, which is one of the reasons that we started the Chiss Ascendancy as our podcast name. But for Borsk, it's it's the same thing in in a sense that he's going to side with who he thinks can benefit, but instead of it benefiting, it, he is a patron of his own people but on the other side it's it's not just the bothan people it's whatever benefits him personally and thrawn Uh, especially once you've read the ascendancy trilogy from tim zahn uh you start to realize thrawn will completely throw himself under the bus if it means the survival of the chiss and their way of life and their way of thinking and so it's to preserve the the bothans but 
If there's a moment where Borsk has to choose himself, 99% of the time, he's going to choose himself where Thrawn literally walks into exile willing for mm. the betterment of trying to get in the good graces of the Empire, who he assumes will be a better ally like the Grisks. The Grisks, yeah. So I don't want to take us too off track, but like the Grisks, I know they, they were not a Legends race or in, in the Legends, like the big outside threat is the, the I'm going to say it wrong, the Yuzon Vong. Um, yes. There's this big outside alien threat. And in the, in the new um, canon, you have the, the Grisk. Um, yeah, so, so Thrawn... Thrawn, yeah, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. Thrawn is like, they kind of had similar upbringings in that, like, you said he's not born on Bothawai. He's kind of like a second-class citizen. Like, Thrawn was like an adopted child right. of like one of the major families. Like, he wasn't like pure, pure-born or whatever. I I read those books and, man, Tim Zahn goes into a lot of detail. Yeah, uh, it's a lot very, of that very, very head, detailed. But... Um, so, yeah, he's not the, the nine ruling families, but he is trial-born, which means his uh he's a merit adoptive trial born so what it basically he has proven himself he, he gains through. the respect of right. the elders by the end exactly. of the trilogy yeah which is really interesting because one of the strongest performances from borsk is in during the original thrawn campaign when thrawn was after return of the jedi to try to restore the galactic empire over what he still calls the rebellion mm-hmm and so he's kind of a, like I said, Phalia plays both sides of the aisle. Um, he has, he has allies that turn in enemies that are allies and then they're enemies again. And, and so it's, it's the thing is he wants to put himself as far up in the echelons of leadership as he can, not because he wants to lead, but he wants to prosper. And so, I gotcha. um, he's very, very, um, He's against Akbar, and Akbar is one of those selfless characters that just wants for everyone around him to survive and thrive. Um, he was actually a proponent who was against the New Jedi Order, and he also um, was uh, not a fan of humans. So, uh, not a uh, xenophobe or a racist like the Empire, where it's just humans and everybody else is second class. For some reason, Borsk has a disdain specifically for the human race um do you, do you think that's like because the empire is is so like humans only kind of looking down on aliens like that's kind of his reaction to it maybe why he picked if, if he has a heart somewhere in there why he picked the, right. the rebellion i think so i think that uh is higher risk but much higher reward than just being a part of the empire and just grinding it out and being a part of mm -hmm. the mill of you know everyday life um but I do think that the imperial anti any other race sentiment could have definitely pushed him because the Bothans are a very proud people um, and seen as like a big deal that they were willing to give their lives. And the spy net has been around for thousands and thousands of years and chose to throw in with the Alliance to restore the Republic and that the spy net succeeded in getting the plans but was largely killed was a really big deal. And instead of him buckling down and saying, okay, my people died for this. Let's figure this thing out. Let's fix it. Um, he continued with the Alliance cause he'd already thrown in his chips with them, but he mm -hmm. did use it. Like I said, to really, uh, throw up the ladder of leadership. And I think that's when he really started to butt heads with Akbar. Cause in my mind, I imagine Akbar saw through, 
the fake niceties of who Borsk is. Yeah, I got that vibe too. Like, like I think I don't know if we've said it on the podcast yet, but like I think the, my only my only knowledge of Borsk, I I, I think I I audiobooked. I, that's still reading. I, I read the the Heir to the Empire trilogy, and I guess I just remember like there's guess, spoilers for those really old books, but like you got the whole plot subplot of Akbar like getting like in front of like a military tribunal or like framed for something, and like Borsk is like made up to be like a villain. He's definitely an antagonist in those books. Um, against like our Jedi characters, our rebellion characters. Like he's not a very likable guy. No. And that's, what's crazy is um, especially, so I'm 29. So I grew up with the Star Wars battlefront games. And if you didn't get into the books, all you knew about the Bothans was the line from return of the Jedi, which makes them seem really noble. And then they're one of the cooler troops on the rebellion side of battlefront and battlefront two. And so all you know is there's these, cat slash dog slash donkey looking <laughs> characters that are invisible and can disintegrate anybody and invisible oh man yeah so in they have a spy net see very sneaky behind the scenes but mm-hmm. in battlefront they have like a cloaking device where they basically turn invisible and they'll just run right up on people and just disintegrate them um, but uh that whole issue with him and akbar really um kind of takes him out of the uh the the good graces of the people in the new republic because kind of like what we're saying you have the big bad of the heir to the empire trilogy which is thrawn and if thrawn succeeds the new republic ceases to exist so you would think we're all going to band together to figure this out but again borsk finds a way to make it about him and he's trying to continue to get into power and it actually for the first time in his career works heavily against him. And there's a fall from grace that happens. Um, But we do know that over the course of the next several years, um, he starts to, you know, try to work with more people, not as, you know, not as antagonistic, that sort of thing. And at some point in his life, he actually ends up becoming the, uh, the chief of state of the new Republic. And this is years down the line. So he, he wins the, the graces of, I, I would assume it's still like Mon Mothma and Leia. And like he, he gets, he gets back into their, their graces and more importantly, the, the people. Right. I think that what I would say is I think he, he finds the right alliances. I think he stops, he stops trying to pick fights. Um, but during, you know, the thing is, during the years of the new Republic and things like that, he had a really good relationship with uh, Mon Mothma, like you said, and he becomes one of her most trusted, you know, people in her, you know, like in what we would call the cabinet, you know, and, and yeah, local politics or whatever, like he's in the inner circle. Um, And so he really starts to gain their graces back or whatever. Obviously there's the setback with, uh, with Akbar and all that. Um, but like I said, at some point down the line, he ends up becoming the, uh, the, the president, the chief of state shining moment is years, years later, um, against the Yuzen Vong actually. And so what happens is, um, 
the Yuzenvong have invaded and are taking over. What he decides to do is he decides to really lay down his life um, to save Coruscant. And so there's a moment um, in one of the books from the uh, the user one of those there's a new Jedi Order series that's like 19 books long that covers all of the Yuuzhan Vong and things okay. and yeah, there's I was a gonna quote. ask yeah I was yeah. gonna ask I have heard of the Yuuzhan Vong but like I, I was like oh I read the the Thrawn trilogy it wasn't in that I was wondering like where where do I actually learn right. about the Yuuzhan Vong so in the uh the series is called the New Jedi Order and like I said it's 19 books long it's an immense Ooh. undertaking but it has it has some of the greatest writers from Legends, Aaron Alston, some of those characters uh, writing, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, basically, um, it's covering you know, where you really get to meet and know uh, Anakin Solo, Jason Solo, Jaina Solo. You get to see Luke and some of his, you know, hardest but also most shining moments as the Grand Master of the new Jedi order and things like that. So um, this is also the series in which, and this is kind of a spoiler, but it's the book's been out for years and years and yeah, years. It and it doesn't really count now because of can <laughs> This is the, I think it's the first book in this series is where Chewbacca sacrifices himself to save Anakin solo. So a lot of people don't realize in legends, Chewbacca died. Oh, the moon. Um, for, I can't recall which uh, it was on a moon of some sort. Um, and he basically, uh, you know, decides to save Anakin and sacrifice himself. And it's a it's a big, big, big loss for the Solo family. Um, the Yuuzhan Vong also, they are uh, immune to the force. They think that technology as a whole is an abomination. And so their war against the the New Republic is based on the fact that they think that they're basically all heretics and they're going to take over the known galaxy and what they call terraform it, which means they will tear everything down and install, you know, basically living organisms that will take over the whole thing. And the Yuuzhan Vong, all their weapons are, you know, they're, they're all natural. Uh, and I uh, see why it's have, a really cool concept beef with uh, Coruscant, the, the, the city of technology. Oh the, yeah. The planet of technology. I see why they're after. right. I'm, I'm assuming which that's is, the capital as well. Exactly. Yeah. So the, that's the capital. And you actually, it's a perfect segue because for all terrible takes and all of his bullcrap and all of the political nonsense that Borsk commits, he is a part of the alliance. He was a leader amongst the bots, part of that group that okayed the spy net going to get the plans and things like that. And his shining moment is he, while he's the chief of state and Yuuzhan Vong are attacking Coruscant and they realize it's probably going to be taken over a moment. And there's a quote um, from Wikipedia from this book in which it takes place. And it says, history will blame me for what happened today. Don't try to tell me otherwise. And uh, Princess Leia responds and says, there are other ways of serving. Responds perhaps but not for me, not for Borsk Phalia. And so he realizes what he has to do to preserve the New Republic is he cannot let some of the strongest information, which is on Coruscant, fall into the hands of the Yuuzhan Vong. And so basically, 
he's getting the city evacuated, you know, and he decides to stay behind and he basically uh, attaches a bomb um, to a heart monitor and surrenders himself to the Yuzenvong in hopes of taking out their war master. And he does. And so the Yuzenvong sees through the plan uh, and they attempt to force his surrender and all these other things, just crazy stuff. And so they detonate, it detonates the bomb um, and it kills Borsk, but he takes out 25,000 using Vong warriors and destroys uh, half of the palace that's there, which includes all of the data towers and it preserves the Republic's most vital secrets. Um, so the invasion, of course, ends up becoming a success for the Vong, but their losses uh, was a big deal and they they didn't get any of the sacred information that I'm sure they would love to have had fallen to their hands. So like locations so, of Jedi or something. Like yeah. Important things to the rebellion. Exactly. Cool. And so that's kind of character that he's the reluctant member of the group, but when the rubber really hits the road, he did make the right thing. And at the end of the day, he is a hero of the new Republic. Yeah, that's 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 cool. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to, to read these books one day because just hearing it from you, getting the skinny from you, like I can see how this is kind of a, a beautiful story of like selflessness and like he's the most selfish guy ever. And then he makes this big like martyr play at the end. Yeah. Really powerful. It's, is that, is it's, that what draws you to his character? Um. So what draws me to his character actually before I was really heavy and I'm sure just from you listening to some of the podcasts and once you check out the shorts and things, um, I'm a big fan of the books. I'm sure you know that I'm a big reader of the comics and things. Mm -hmm. Um, but my first was action figures because I collected them as a kid and the way that I got my start into, um, star Wars, social media and content creating or whatever you want to call it was actually my photography page. I was taking pictures almost every day of action figures, learning lighting, all this other kind of crazy stuff. And uh, essentially, um, I loved uh, the Borskphalia action figure because I loved the Bothan species from what I knew of them. And they, uh, they used to come out with these comic packs. And so from one of the X-Wing books, I want to say, there was a comic pack, and so you got a comic book, and you got a cool Wedge Antilles, and you got Borskphalia, and that action figure is the only figure that they've ever made um, in any scale of a Bothan character. That's and insane. so yeah. that was one of the reasons I really started to look into the character. Because you had something, I'm assuming that's that's pretty rare, it came in like a comic pack or something. Right. So I think, you know, I don't know. It's not like, you know, one of those hundred dollar figures or oh, anything, no, no. but, uh, but it's definitely, you know, I would say it probably goes for, you know, 30, maybe 40 bucks or something like that. Now, um, I, I remember finding, I was still in the package and stuff and just thinking, oh, cool. You know, I'm a big fan of Battlefront. I'm a big fan of yeah. comic books. I, I know who Wedge is. And here's a cool Bothan character. And I, like I said earlier, I was like, wow, this guy must be so noble. And my <laughs> parents had just taken me to, uh, I don't know if this store is even alive anymore, but Borders used to be a big bookstore. Um, and I got yeah, the essential guide to characters. And I was like, oh, here's Borsphalia. And I read it. I was like, man, this guy's a total douche. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, he did have that redeeming character. Um, yeah. And so 
again, being a big Chiss fan, a big Thrawn fan, Borsk's first appearance was in the Thrawn trilogy. So he just has some of those cool ties into my, you know, Star Wars mind. And uh, so uh, another little fun fact once uh, <laughs> is that Borsk, the name, these for the word proud. And so his arrogance is kind of part of his namesake. Yeah, that's interesting. Very, yeah, the, the whole like proudness of the Bothan species as a whole. Like he's saying, like, yeah, I am a true Bothan. My name is Borsk. And yeah, kind of, I mean, obviously, like it's still, still a proud Bothan to the end, I'm sure. But yeah, the, the idea of just, you know, propping up the, the martyrs who have died before, like, look at how, how big their sacrifice was because they were Bothans to exactly doing it himself, like talking the talk. It's, it's cool. Um, so I guess going back to the action figure, you were one of the, and I guess the video game, maybe Bothans were a lot more common than I thought, but like my experience with Bothans is I think I followed this Twitter account called, is it, is it a Bothan? Yes. I love that. It's account. This Twitter account. <laughs> just every like weird species that kind of looks like a donkey or uh, a dog or a cat, whatever, whatever, whatever a Bothan actually looks like. And the like take snapshots from like recent things coming out. And it's like, is this a Bothan? Uh, yeah. There, that, there was a comic. Funny. Uh, I can't remember which comic uh, strip it was, but there was a comic recently that um, it, it was one of the War of the Bounty Hunter comics. Okay. Um, but it looked like a Bothan to me. Um, and so I remember posting and being like, is this a Bothan? And sending, <laughs> you know, that to that page. That's one of my favorite pages. Oh, that's um, I can't remember what. There was a video or something I did. I might have made a short on Bothans because um, I remember mentioning and uh, I tagged I tagged them in the post and they were like, heck yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. From from just, yeah, my, my Wikipedia look at, at Bothans, like they are, there are not a lot of Bothans in Canada and a lot of them are like, maybe that's a Bothan. That, like that background character in War of the Bounty Hunters, there was, I think, a character in Resistance, the uh, the third animated show uh, that Disney put right. out. Um, yeah, no, but it's like a minor character that never says, hi, I'm a Bothan. Like, it's still like, yeah, they're, they're like kind of s- playing into the joke by like never actually showing us one. They're saving it for something big. They're saving it for Borsk. I can feel it. I agree. I still haven't seen one and I, and I'd love to see one. Yeah. Where, where do you think, I, I guess we could see a Bothan at any point in the timeline. Cause like, like you said, their spy nets been running for thousands of years. We could see it like Clone Wars era, but like, when are we going to see the man himself, Borsk Faley? Borsk? Oh, man. Um, well, I think that uh, the hard part is the I would love to see Borsk in Andor, but I don't see it happening because um, the, the Bothan Spinet doesn't join up with the Alliance mm-hmm. until after which is post anything that Andor is going to be in so if they do um, you know depending on when when in the timeline and how political the Ahsoka series is um, he could be in there he could be in uh, any New Republic I could see him being in Um, yeah if that Ranger show ever gets made I think that one sounds like it got tanked a little bit but I think so too he could be he could be in that he could be in um i could see being in something surrounding early days of the new republic if they ever you know i know that it's kind of a tedious subject to have characters you know recasted or 
Yeah. You know, uh, what do they call it whenever they motion, not motion capture. What do they call it when like the deep fake uh, stuff, the deep fake stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like I could see if they wanted to do an, an early new Republic, something that happened to follow like Luke and Leia's path after the rebellion. Um, he could be in that. So I don't know. I can, I am being in books or comics earlier than something on screen because you can just draw him or write him in versus sure. having to a recast you know leia or something like that yeah i i think they'll they'll do it eventually but right now they're they're too they're tipping toeing around it too much I mean, they recast their han i guess they just recast a little leia but yeah they're they're hanging on to, to yeah. cgi i Luke, think but i i think 10 year old leia is way different than <laughs> you know having because yeah. the thing for the thing for the deep fake luke even if you're not a fan mark hamill he does yeah. so it's you know it's he's like i'm a fan so it to me that's different you know i if, think it looks all right like it doesn't look yeah, terrible I, yeah i think obviously like it's not mark hamill mark hamill yeah. 70 you know yeah yeah but for what it is i think it looks fine I think it looks, you know, there's times that it looks stiff or whatever, but yeah, when I'm I watching it, I'm like, oh, cool, that's Luke. I, I'm not taken out of the story by it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I'd, I'd be, I'd feel a little bit different, like, if he was, like, the star of something. Like, if they made, like, a Luke Skywalker series and it was that as, like, your your lead character, I'd be a little concerned. But, like, yeah, it's yeah. just, like, recurring, like, jumping into these Mandoverse-era shows, if there's a New Republic-type show, like... He's in there for an episode or two. Like, I, yeah, I'd love it. Keep the, the story progressing further. I'm reading Shadow of the Sith. Like, I'm excited to get, like, canon Luke content in this era. And, like, exactly. you can kind of, like... started it. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm about halfway through, so I, I won't spoil anything. But I'm, I'm loving it so far. And I'm just looking for, like, little nuggets of just, like... I, I there, It seems like they're pretty much leaving that area of time. Like, I think Shadow of the Sith is, like, 15, 20 years after... The original trilogy so they're still kind of leaving that area open they're not really saying what went on in that area so i feel mm. like they could they could do something like um like some event show or something with thrawn or something down the line um and yeah i, I just said shadow of the sith I, i'm excited just to get more luke content again so whether that's through books or comics or whatever it's it's it yeah. feels like open now now that the skywalker skywalker saga is complete I, I i feel like we're gonna get a lot more stories with the the main cast yeah, I think so too, and I think that uh, man, and and I want to like Luke Skywalker is my favorite Jedi. Oh yeah, and uh, the stuff of him from Legends is some of my favorite content. So, uh, him from the Legacy of the Force series, which is my favorite book series of all time, Star Wars, um, and then the Fate of the Jedi. Like both of those are such like great Luke content. So I'm ready to get more of that style um in canon so whatever they need to do to make that happen and again i'm a huge comics person so if it needs to be comics like i i'm totally cool with that yeah they've they've done cool stuff with luke like i guess in between the movies that's really all they've done right. comic wise so far with with the new canon marvel stuff and i'm enjoying that i'm enjoying the yellow lightsaber that's great um, yeah but, and yeah, like the like... uh the cool there's a cool moment from uh the mainline star wars uh recently where he goes to i can't remember the name of the planet but he goes to a planet that like is alive with the force and absorbs uh not the memories of people who visit but like a persona oh, um, yep. and he he meets elzar man there from the high republic era and that was just mind-blowing to me 
That's insane. It was really, really cool. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the High Republic. So getting those two characters together was really epic. So, yeah, I think that um, as different as Star Wars is now from what it was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, I think that for for any negatives you might have, if you're willing to have an open mind and open eyes, uh, there's a lot of positive to go around. And that's I think that's that's a great way to to start to wrap up here. I guess I'm going to I did write a couple questions down. Let me just see. Make sure that I get all of my Bothan questions out now because <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to get a Bothan. I hope we do. Let's see. Um, was he involved in the mission where many Bothans died? He sure was. Um, here sounds like I asked if, if I was going to ask if you're Team Borsk or Team Akbar. Seems like you're, you're Team Borsk. Um, <laughs> I would say I think that he <laughs> he greenlit the, the mission to get the plans. Um, I'm not sure if he was actually there. He he kind of seems like the guy that's like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll totally do that, and then send somebody else to do it, and then <laughs> take credit for it as well. Um, if I have to choose between Borsk and Akbar, I, I'm gonna have to choose Akbar, even though I love Borsk. But Akbar is the man. You can't really go against him. No, he, he he's the best. I, well, I guess what, what what do I know for Akbar stories? I just remember, was it a comic or like a short story? No, it was. There was like the the Lego Force Awakens game. There was like a DLC where you could like you were like breaking into Starkiller Base with Poe Dameron and Admiral Akbar, and he had like the staff that he was like hitting people with. That, that's sick. That's, that's that's one of my favorite because I think he had like a staff in like one of his uh, like action figures back in the day, and, and everyone's like, "What is this used for?" What, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. All right, that's that. That is all I got. So I think that was the skinny on on Borskphalia. Um, I, I don't know if I got all my my Bothan puns in there. <laughs> the, the, this this episode was not a failure. Um, assuming it all recorded <laughs> the way I expected it to, uh, this is a, um, a Borskwinia. All right, I don't know. <laughs> the let's, Borsk was with us after all. Uh, let's let's hope so. Uh, and, uh, oh my gosh! All right. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you so much for joining me. Um, yeah. Again, feel. Please go check out the the Just Ascendancy podcast, and of course the shorts on YouTube. Check them out with me. That, that's where I'll be. Um, what, what's next for your podcast? Your your shorts. What are you looking to to talk about in the next uh, in the near future here? Um, I think that uh, I'm going to continue to cover a lot of comic information. There's a lot of new uh, upcoming stories. Something I want to do more of is uh, more live videos on YouTube. So for the Kenobi finale, I did a live at 2 a.m. when it became available here Central Time. Um, And so there was only a handful of us on there, but that was really fun. Uh, So more of that would be fun. I would like to do more. uh, I want to be more interactive with the community. So we're just shy of 5,000 followers on YouTube. Um, And so if I can do a better job marketing when we're going to be live and things like that, I would love to interact more with viewers um, and listeners. Uh, But as far as content, uh, I know we need to do a, a big breakdown of all the new stuff that came out of Star Wars Celebration. I know that's a little bit late, but just covering the upcoming content Um, and something that my mind is I want to do uh, one of those longhand episodes like what you've been listening to and I want to do a Star Wars for beginners episode that just covers the pillars of Star Wars and we won't get into the origins of the Knights of Ren and like crazy deep stuff like that but no, if Borsk you're a first time yeah probably not Borsk in that <laughs> one <laughs> 
I laid the groundwork for a new Star Wars fan. That's kind of my goal, and I really, I'm really excited about that concept. Yeah, that's that's cool. I think I I know like some of my first listeners of this podcast are, are my family, who are, I mean, they're Star Wars fans. They watch the movies. Uh, they're probably going to get turned away by an episode titled Borsk Failure, but I'll do my best to market it to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll definitely send that along. I think a Star Wars for beginners. It's a, a great idea, and I can see that you know being like a, a, an entryway uh, into your podcast, and you can kind of take people along. So like so if, you're, if you're not sure about it, or if you're not a fan, or if you thought it was boring, or you think it's overwhelming or whatever, this is something to get your feet wet. And if you like it, then you jump into a book or a comic or maybe a TV show. And if you're like, yeah, this is just the basics, I'm not about it, then at least you can say that you checked it out and you tried, you know? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think Star Wars is generally pretty good at just, like, when they come out with a show, you can kind of just watch it. I think a lot right. of people get, like, nervous about that, like, watching something like the book Boba Fett, and there's a character that pops up that you're like, okay, I know I'm supposed to know this character, but I don't, and this makes me feel weird. I, I get that, but, like, the, the story is, like, Star Wars is so much in the cultural zeitgeist that, like, when an Obi-Wan Kenobi show comes out, and it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, if you saw the first movie like 40 years ago, you can kind of jump right in. Like Exactly. Um, not everything. Like if you picked up a comic, you might get a little confused, but I'd, I'd argue if you picked up any comic, like if I went and picked up any Marvel comic, I know Marvel pretty well just from watching movies and stuff, but I'd still be a little confused. And But I, it's up to the, the writers and the, the creative team to kind of pull you along and, and get you, get you hooked and slowly uh, immerse you in it. So, Exactly. I think Star Wars has done a good job of that, but yeah, I'm not a good gauge of that because yeah, I'm reading everything that <laughs> reading everything that comes out right when it comes out. So <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. There's to be in those I'm shoes like, again. Yeah, there's things that I'm... everybody knows about that, and then I'm like, oh, never mind. Nobody knows about that no, except for me. No. <laughs> oh, we're we're doing the Lord's work, giving people yeah. the skinny on we're all Star give, Wars. We're trying to pave a way to a <laughs> uh, a larger world. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. These are your first steps. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, was that a Bothan? Yes, it was. This time it that was. That was a Bothan. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find me at uh, at Star Wars Skinny on Twitter. I think on, on Twitter you are at Chiss Podcast. Yes, sir. Correct. All right. Well, that's where you can find us if you want to leave any feedback or, or interact with us. We both want to inter- interact with the fandom, of course. So, um, yeah. Any Any last words for the listeners uh, i would just say thank you for checking us out and uh if you enjoyed this uh feel free to check out like like he was saying check out the show and give us a follow and uh, i would just like to say may the force be with you. may the borsk be with you <laughs> <laughs> you right. can't beat that <laughs>